I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, Unhappy Hour listeners? Matt here. Before we get to today's episode, wanted to take a quick moment to say that we recorded this prior to the June 24th Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade, which, yep, stripped away a nearly 50-year-old right of millions of people to have a safe and legal abortion. Listen, okay, I wish we just laugh and have fun and not have to deal with all this shit, but this is real stuff. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves, what's best for their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision is going to have dire consequences for individual health and safety, not to mention the repercussions for other landmark decisions like the ones that affirm the right to same-sex marriage and contraception. The point is restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, it threatens the health and independence of every American. It does not matter who you are. This affects all of us. So, Matt, what can we do, you're asking, while you're waiting for this episode to start? There's a lot you can do, okay? We don't just have to sit and let this happen. You can go to choice.crd.co, which has all of this great information in one simple place. It has where you can donate to abortion funds, how you can volunteer, how you can protest, and also how to find healthcare and some of that information if you are seeking some of those services that may now be banned in the state that you live in. So that's choice.crd.co. We encourage you to speak up, spread the word, and take care of yourselves. Uh, This is a tough time for a lot of people. And yes, I'm happy that we get to make you laugh and have a break from the world, but we can't just ignore what's going on. So go check out those resources, help if you can, and we're going to get through this together. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellasai. I'm here in the studio right across from my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt. All right. Well, what's coming up on today's episode, you're asking? I am. What is what's coming up? We're going to start with a little ranting, as always. Then we got Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. And then, in celebration of what? Pride Month. <laughs> the only way that we know how to do Pride Month in this here podcast, we're going to complain about being gay in this week's deep dive okay i'm not hating on gay people i'm hating on the gay experience as someone who is suffering and then finally we'll get into all the good stuff that helps on the bad shit go down easier with our chasers are we ready aye aye captain let's get into it let's do it let's start the show Act 
actually, before we get into the rest of the episode, guess what? What? We have an exciting announcement. <gasps> it's the moment that we all have been waiting for. For and years. By all of us, I mean basically three people. <laughs> You may remember that we put out a call for submissions for what to officially name our listenership a few weeks ago, and you all sent in some amazing ideas, also some horrible, disgusting ideas that Mm -hmm. I won't be speaking. No. And we narrowed down the list and picked our favorite, so now may we introduce to you, you, can I get a drum roll, please? Unhappy Hour listeners, henceforth, will officially be called... (gasps) Winos. That's Winos with an H, bitch. Yeah, W-H-I-N-E-O's. It seems perfectly fitting. I love you know, it. It's a callback to my old days chugging wine. It's a nod to Unhappy Hour, our title. And of course, it's all about complaining. We love whining here. We love wine and whining. Amen. So in celebration, let's clink our glasses. Clink. Shout out to whichever of our winos came up with this gorgeous fan name. To be honest, I tried to search in our DMs. It became very difficult. So if you were the one who wrote in, hey, let us know. Yeah. And thanks to all of the winos who submitted their ideas, even though we thought they were trash. Just kidding. And this was the winner. Yeah, just kidding. There were so many good ones. It was a hard decision. All right, Barry, what is your gripe of the week? Listen, what year is it? 2015. Wrong. 2022. If it were 2015, maybe this wouldn't be a great, but it's 2022, so it is. People who still have this is sent from my iPhone jokes uh-huh. in their email signature right. need to die. <laughs> need to die. Need to die. Death. They need to, Death they to shouldn't be allowed to own a phone. Uh-huh. It's just ridiculous. There are so many that I still I'll get an email from a professional, from someone in the industry. And then their little signature underneath says, like, sorry, my thumbs were big from my iPhone. Please excuse the mistakes. And it's like, sir, yeah, respect don't need that. out the window or being like sent from. I don't even know what the puns are because they're bad. So why would I even desecrate this podcast with them? Also, right. The iPhone was invented in what year? 1990. You've Probably. had literally 30 years to figure out how to type on an iPhone. Yeah. You should not be having typos. Also, even just when it says sent from an iPhone, like we That's know sufficient. we all are emailing from your phone. Like we're all emailing right. from our phones. Get over it. Yeah. We don't need the distinction between your phone and your and it's just because you didn't change the setting in your email. But if you did change the setting to then keep it and or make a joke of it. Yeah. Death. Throw your phone in the river. <laughs> I would go further and say that the lack of reading comprehension in our society is <laughs> ultimately what will lead to our downfall. Um <laughs> The number of emails that I will send and receive where I'm like, all of the answers have been here all along. Oh, yeah. Can we just revert back to like a first grade level of reading comprehension? I think everyone can use a little refresher. Yeah. Let's pull out Peter Rabbit or whatever (laughs) and take a goddamn test. Uh, What about you? What's getting you down? Well, I am tired today. Shockingly, okay, I need to take a big step back because last week I basically detailed the number of times that I've been binge drinking in the last... Yeah, which, by the way, I cut out some of them. Still a lot in there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anybody who was concerned, yesterday I was like, I went to my kickball game and I was like, what if I just didn't drink tonight? Whoa. Um, Could I do it? Trust me. I'll say I don't by any means feel like I 
need to have a drink. I don't drink when I'm by myself. I don't need to justify the fact that I'm legitimately not an alcoholic, but (laughs) just in case you were wondering, (laughs) I'm not. But yesterday I played kickball and then we went to a bar before and after and I just had seltzer the whole night. Oh my God. Was your kickball game better or worse? Uh, We did win. But (gasps) for our first time, no thanks to me though. Okay. I was actually LVP. I don't know. Least valuable oh, yeah, player. Least it valuable. worked. It worked. <laughs> and then, yeah. So that was, so I actually like, okay, I should be more awake today, but I'm not. I'm not hungover, but I'm tired. I um, mean, to be fair, it's cloudy out. It is cloudy. Therefore, no it's energy. Rainy. Yeah. I need that vitamin D to get me going. So if anything, this experiment proved that it's really not the alcohol that's doing <laughs> it. What I will say is that last week, I like drank a bunch on Tuesday and then Wednesday, I was like feeling very short of breath. Mm-hmm. I remember. <laughs> uh, I recall. And initially it was like, oh, maybe that's just like a symptom of my hangover. And then Thursday I was like super tired. And then Friday I started feeling like a weird pain in my left like oh my God. <laughs> armpit. Uh-huh. So uh, yesterday I went to the doctor and I was like, am I um, having a heart attack? <laughs> Lord. A three-day heart attack. Yeah. Because initially it was like, oh, maybe it's like my lymph node. Because, you know, you have... I can't talk about lymph nodes. No, it's disgusting. And also, like, swollen lymph nodes are a symptom of monkeypox. And I'm now convinced that I'm going to get monkeypox this summer if I don't have it already. Of course. Uh, Long story short, even though this is long, I went to the doctor yesterday and was like, am I having a heart attack? They did, like, an EKG. He was like, you're fine. Your heart is fine. I think maybe you just had, like, a virus or something you were getting over. But I will say the worst thing that he told me when I was like, yeah, I'm feeling short of breath. And he was like, well, maybe you're like not taking deep enough breaths. <laughs> I was like, are you shit? I would have fucking slapped the shit out of that man. Are you kidding me? Are you telling me I've spent the last 32 years breathing wrong? I mean, I am convinced that I don't know how to breathe. And every time I meditate, I'm like, wait, do I know how to breathe? But also, yeah, to have a doctor actually tell you that. Yeah, like, no, it's a problem if I'm not, actually, because that's something that should just be happening naturally. What are you talking about? I could not believe it. Also, he was only like a nurse practitioner. No disrespect. I feel like this happens a lot where I'll make an appointment with the doctor and they're like, just FYI, it's not actually with the doctor. It's with his nurse practitioner who you can't even call doctor. (laughs) Uh, So I was like, okay, Tim, thanks a lot. Um, (laughs) So if I do have a heart attack, please sue that man. I will, Um, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) um, But yeah, it was an interesting doctor. Basically, he was like, I think you'll be fine. Just, you know, if your symptoms get any worse, then yeah, come back. But like, I think you maybe were just like getting over something. I did test a bunch for COVID and didn't have it. So great. Love that. Uh, And he was like, if it was monkeypox, A, you would have pox all over your body and B, uh, you'd have like a fever and your neck would be swollen. And yeah, but I am now convinced. Although I I genuinely was like reading about monkeypox Uh because it is it's not like COVID. You can't it's not like airborne. Right. As far as we know, it's supposed to be like contact to contact, which is why. It's mostly spreading amongst gay men now right. because it's happening when people are like having the sexy time. Yeah, you know. Um, but I mean, I think it can also have if you're like hugging or like talking face to face with someone, which like yeah, I do. If I'm at <laughs> if I'm at like a bar yeah. and it's loud, of course I'm like right next to a right, person, right? Just like rubbing our pox filled skin against one another. Yeah. 
And then my mom yesterday, I was talking oh, to her, no. and she was like, yeah, I just, I just read about this like monkey disease. <laughs> I'm surprised she wasn't all up on it before we even knew about it. No, famously, my mom, she'll find about, out about everything approximately six to nine months after it's newsworthy. Right, but this is something medical. It doesn't matter. Okay. If it's coming through the official news channels, she's not, unless it's popping up on like Instagram reels. Yeah. Which at this point, my mom has been radicalized into a uh, <laughs> no. One Direction fan no. by Instagram reels <laughs> because she's become obsessed with like watching Instagram reels. I think she only follows like three accounts because she doesn't know how Instagram works. And it's like me, some like dog, like a golden retriever <laughs> account, and then a Harry Styles fan account. Because I think she just accidentally hit follow on those. Uh, and what now a her beautiful timeline <laughs> that she must have. But Honestly, she just can through... I have her password? And she just goes use through it the instead. explore page and will just click on all of the Harry videos because then she'll send them to me. And now it, her entire page. <laughs> and now she's going through the same like conspiracy theories oh that the God. One Direction fandom was going through in like 2014. <laughs> it's like, this is like, yeah, it's truly like watching a car crash. And there's, I can't do anything. Thing to stop it. Beautiful. My other gripe, uh, unrelated, <laughs> perhaps this is personal. How much is your electric bill? Do you know? Oh, I you don't pay said it. it. No, of course I pay it. But it's not, I don't remember. Mostly it's because I just got a text saying that uh, Con Ed charged my account. Because like, yeah, mine is automatic. Right, yeah. My, but I, I still yeah. get like an email saying uh-huh. like, my electric bill was $175. Jeez. But I guess I do have a two-bedroom, and normally you would split that with someone, but, like... And you have AC. Yeah, and and the AC is on constantly because it's set at, like, 50 degrees. Right. So, yeah, I I do have nobody but myself to blame. Yeah. That being said, what the fuck? (laughs) Why is it so much just to, like, turn on a switch? (laughs) Is your AC running right now while you've been here for hours? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because it's like the light bulb thing where it's like it takes more energy to turn a no. light bulb back on, even no. though I'm sure the Mythbusters disproved this. But yeah. it's like, yeah, once I turn the air conditioning back on, it's going to have to work overtime in order no. to get the te- room temperature back mm-hmm. to a crisp 69 degrees, which is why I keep it at. And yeah, do I need the air conditioning running in both bedrooms, even no. though I only sleep in one of them? Yeah, I do, actually. And in the <laughs> oh living god. room. Oh, my god. Also, my building has an energy because now in New York, it must be a law that they have to display the energy, yeah. uh, like efficiency of the building. The so rating. Like, every building is like an F rating. Of course. I know my building is, they have to display it in the front and it's like a giant D. Oh, giant D. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Wow. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening to this podcast because it is helping to pay for my ridiculous Con Ed bill. Also, fuck Con Ed. They have a monopoly yeah, over our Con energy Ed. system. Absolutely fuck Con Ed. Uh, okay, before we get into our headlines, let's hear what you winos have been calling into the rant hotline about. I just need to rant. I'm at a Memorial Day fucking party. And some little kid just read me to filth. He said, you're older than my teacher, and she's married, and you don't even have a boyfriend, loser. And I just thought I'd go to my car and smoke a joint and cry and and call you guys. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. Perfect use of the rant hotline in the moment. Yeah. Being dragged by children. Just freshly insulted. 
<laughs> in the car smoking a joint crying about this. Yeah, this is what we're here for. We could really use an unhappy hour spinoff that is just kids saying the meanest shit. <laughs> Because that is definitely worth complaining about. Yeah. I remember trying to formulate a joke as part of my stand-up set about my cousin's birthday party. And I remember coming out of the bathroom and his friend was there and he was like, why do you have glasses for eyes? <laughs> and the worst part was that little dick had glasses, wow, too. Wow, that's a bully. So it's like, you are projecting a lot of your shit onto me right now. <laughs> also, I'm four times your size and could easily beat the shit out of you. I'm going to punt you and all four of your eyes, little bitch. But it was like those little kid glasses that are, they basically are goggles yeah. that are like welded to your face. <laughs> and yeah, that sticks with me. So I do, I do sympathize with this. I empathize because that will be with you until you get married. Yeah. Also because like you aren't really allowed to like clap back at a child. <laughs> oh, I that's outdated in my mind. <laughs> We've gone long past that. I think in 2022 you can't hit a child, uh -huh. right? Um, right? But you can verbally traumatize it. <laughs> And I it. will stand by that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's perfectly fine to, like, emotionally devastate a child. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, fuck kids is what I'm saying. <laughs> it is funny when they cry. <laughs> and I'm sorry that that kid said that to you. Um, but you know what? You get to go into a car, smoke a joint, get it out. And yeah. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And that kid still has decades of shit coming to him. And probably shitting his pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take yeah, you, that. You can kid. probably hold your bowels better than that kid. All right. Uh, well, thank you for calling in. Now, let's get into our headlines. All right. Worst things first. Let's shout about the worst news of the week. First. A woman in China was left gobsmacked, okay? One of the best words. Her gobs smacked. <laughs> Her flabbers gasted. <laughs> I think I've said that. You have, and I love it. Uh, she was left gobsmacked after the puppy she adopted turned out to be a dangerous, endangered black bear. No. <laughs> I don't understand. I we need to post a picture of this bear please, in uh, on our I Instagram stories. Drop me, the link. It is so obviously a bear. <laughs> I don't know how you mistake it for anything but just an absolute bear. <gasps> that is not a dog. Like not even that, that is not a, even a remotely bear. a dog. That is obviously a bear. It's very obviously a bear. I mean. It's not like a grizzly bear, right? It does have longer hair. It's got a fluffy face, but it's still like obviously a bear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not like red panda looking, you know, like it It looks like a small bear. Yeah, it looks fully like a bear. Okay. This woman and her family apparently spent two years living with this literal bear and then only began to question things when when the animal started walking on its hind legs okay. <laughs> just around their house. It was like, yeah, this thing is using opposable thumbs. Is that what they're called? Yeah. It's getting into your pots of honey. Right. It's opening honey jars. <laughs> it's like <laughs> dipping into beehives. Uh, it's wearing a red shirt. It's friends with Eeyore and Tigger. And it lives in the 100 Acre Woods. 
this woman thought that she was adopting a Tibetan mastiff, which okay. um, mastiffs are large. I, yeah. I need to see what a Tibetan. Okay, okay. It's a giant, fluffy black dog. I'm looking up a Tibetan mastiff. Definitely bear-like, but still, bears, their beaks, their snouts. Right. Much longer than a Mastiff's. Just, like, clearly not the same. I can imagine if you're getting something when it's a puppy, or in this case, a cub. Yeah. uh, (laughs) That it is going to look, you know, everything sort of looks the same. Yeah, here's a picture of a Tibetan Mastiff where I'm like, okay, it's (laughs) bear-like. It is bear-like. I'll give her a little more credit. But (laughs) she said the dog, dog in air quotes, ate a box of fruits and two buckets of noodles every day. <laughs> okay, red flag number one. Also, why is that what you're feeding your dog bear? A, bo- a box of fruit and two buckets of noodles? <laughs> yeah, that is better than I eat, honestly. And the more that he grew, the more like a bear he looked. <laughs> and she said, quote, I'm a little scared of bears. Okay, not to victim blame, but if you're scared of bears, why would you get a giant dog that looks like a bear? Yeah, Like, you might as well get a bear if that's the dog you're getting. You got what you wanted, really. Yeah. So eventually the woman, she was like, something ain't right here. This is not what it should be. And she contacted an animal rescue team and they came up and were like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a bear. Um, I can't (laughs) believe you even thought it was a dog for a second. It's absolutely (laughs) an endangered black bear. (laughs) Um, And yeah, they took it. It was 250 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Which is more than me, not to brag. And Yeah, now it's um it's being raised amongst its own kind. Also, I guess yeah, black bears are big on the like black market because their stomach bile has medicinal properties. So, hmm. all right, so she she really got a deal. It sounds like yeah, you could have harvested him. Oh. <laughs> anyway, next, um, moving on to Switzerland. Yeah, I don't know. No. All Nordic countries sound the same. I, it's I was not a talk- Nordic country. Sure. It sounds like it, though. <laughs> I was talking to someone who is in Switzerland, and I was like, yeah, so what's it like in Sweden? And he was like, it's not. Those are two separate places. <laughs> I've actually been to Switzerland. Well, good for you. I know. That's where I ate fondue, and I was having an asthma attack, and I was like, listen, I just really need water. And the server, who only spoke French, and thankfully my friend who speaks French was there, was like, I'm sorry, I can't give you water because the fondue will curdle in your stomach. You have to drink wine. And I was like... I need water desperately. Please give me water. And she was like, no, maybe hot tea, but like it'll curdle the cheese in your stomach, which is an urban legend. And I was like, "Okay, bitch. (laughs) Okay, I guess I'll die. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say that's an urban like what? Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's, it's a Switzerland urban legend myth that like if you drink anything other than wine, the cheese from the fondue will curdle in your stomach. It feels like, if anything, the opposite is true. You would think. Yeah, hot water or acidic wine <laughs> interacting with cheese. I just yeah. can't. No. Well, you're still here, so I guess. Yeah, I survived. You know who didn't survive? Uh-oh. <laughs> a bunch of people at a corporate team-building event in Switzerland went off the rails after 25 people were injured walking across hot coals. No. Yes. Also, I'm sorry, 25 people. Like, 
it can't be that like one person tried it and they were like, ow, this hurts. And then the next person tried it and they were like, ow, this hurts. Right? It, they didn't like do it 25 times in a row, right? I think so. I don't know how many people <laughs> are able idiots. to like go across that. Well, here's the thing. So it was the Swiss marketing agency. They hosted uh, this corporate event on Lake Zurich for 150 employees. Is this actually like a PR stunt for one of the like health insurances I that they wrap? I hope not. <laughs> Um, police said that employees walked one after another, so one at a time, over the hot coals, but they didn't immediately feel pain. I guess it was like... Oh, no. They all finished, and then suddenly everybody was like, are you are you experiencing excruciating pain? Uh, yeah, many complained of pain afterward, and at least 10 ambulances were called to the scene. Yeah, it just like descended into chaos where everyone was like... Actually, my feet is like medium well. <laughs> my company would have to pay me so much money to go to, to Switzerland to go to Switzerland to get me to walk on hot coals. Yeah, like what? Like no, this is not something that we're all doing together. I do love that. Like part of it, because I feel like we've seen all of this. Like famously, Oprah went across it with Tony Robbins. It's like a famous GIF. Never seen that. Well. I'm more cultured than you are. I know so. you are. <laughs> this is like a well-known practice. It's used around the world. It's supposed to be, you know, it's used in like motivational courses. Right, right. The whole point is that you're supposed to be kind of like it's something that you're afraid to do, but then you overcome your fear and you do it and it feels And you're okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, the thing that you were afraid of isn't that bad after all. Right. But guess what? <laughs> It's bad. <laughs> it didn't work. It was actually worse than they thought. And now they don't have feet. I don't know if anybody lost their feet. It does say that 25 people were seriously injured. 13 had to be taken to the hospital for more Jeez. severe injuries. But yeah, I hate that feeling. I mean, this is me talking about my own pain now and minimizing theirs. Of course. When I wash my hands with really hot water, mm. you don't realize how hot it is. Yeah. It almost feels cold. Right. It like takes a second to kick yeah. in. Yeah. And then it's like you have that feeling where you're like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I hate that. <laughs> so just imagine that, but with Wouldn't your feet. Wouldn't that be such a fun a corporate event to do is everybody sticks their hand in hot water until it hurts? Isn't that a beautiful bonding experience? No, and neither is walking on hot coals. Yeah, no part of this should have been allowed. Also, yeah, I feel like people in Switzerland, like that is some white, thin skin. <laughs> That's like setting a pl it's walking piece on of the tissue. Sun. It's right. walking on the sun. The company's CEO sent out an internal memo that said, yes, people were injured after participating in a voluntary exercise, okay. which is like, okay, yeah, we get it. You work for a marketing agency. You can't get out of this. Anyway, hopefully they all get better. Um, next, about 6,000 bees were recently removed from inside the walls of a couple's 100-year-old home. That's too many bees. That is too many bees. This was in Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska. This couple has been planting bee-friendly flowers outside of their house. And get this, then a shitload of bees moved in. <laughs> okay, not to victim blame yet again. Right. It's like, oh, I set out raw meat outside of my <laughs> bedroom and now there's a cougar outside <laughs> and she wants to have sex with me. 
The bees likely infiltrated through a hole in the brick exterior, and they uh, the couple discovered that there were a bunch of bees flying outside of their kitchen window. They found about 30 bees in their second floor bedroom. That's, That's the good. problem with insects like this. Yeah. Once you see like two of them, you know there's about a thousand of them oh, yeah, it's somewhere. Done. It's and in done. this case, 6,000. Oh, you know what? Development in the case of my millipedes. millipedes? Some people did write to me about this. I came home drunk after my kickball excursion and I was drunkenly eating my McDonald's that I had ordered on Uber Eats. <laughs> and my one chair is right next to this big potted plant and uh-huh. it's always that plant that I've seen the millipedes like on or around. Uh-huh. And then I saw a couple of them like in the dirt and Mm-mm. I was like, it's this plant. They're coming from this plant. Yeah. And so I went and put a garbage bag around it. Have not seen a single one in my apartment since Oh, then. good. It's Great. absolutely from that plant. You suffocated them. But it's like my biggest plant and I'm going to have to throw it away. So it's still in your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> With bags around it. I, they're like clear, clear garbage bags. I can see into it. Wow. Can't wait now, to come over. There's like dead millipedes in the bottom of the bag. Oh, so, you so can cute. See. Anyway, um, that's the problem is once you see one or two of them, you know there's going to be a shitload of them somewhere else. And in this case, they can't just throw away the plant. They have to throw away their entire house because now <laughs> they found 6,000 bees in the wall. Um, I guess you can pay people to like relocate a bunch of bees. Yeah. There's someone on TikTok who I've seen do that. Yeah. After watching like three of the videos, it's like, okay. I get it. You relocate bees. The most interesting thing about the bee community on TikTok is that like six months ago, there was a huge drama because one of the beekeepers started getting a bunch of comments from like actual beekeepers being like, this woman is a poser. She's not doing things correctly. She doesn't wear the right protective gear. And she's like pretending like she knows what she's doing, but actually everything she's doing is incredibly unsafe and wrong. And it like set off a huge back and forth showdown. Did she die (laughs) from bee stings? Yeah. Wow. And she was only 11 years old and they had a funeral for her. And then her best friend came in and started crying, sobbing. As we go on. No, it's My Girl, the movie My Girl. Oh. Starring Anna Klumsky. Oh. Traumatic movie. <laughs> Anybody Great who grew up in the 90s oh, knows that movie. Yeah, 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 because yeah. it's one of the most traumatic. That and like Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> um, and finally, this is just a weird story that I don't understand because a man in Colorado is attempting a feat wherein he uses his nose to blow a peanut up a 14,115-foot summit on his hands and knees. Okay, I've got two things here. One, why? Two, what else can you do with that nose? <laughs> <laughs> Spread them legs. It's on your hands about and feet. to get drafty. Um, yeah, why this man is choosing to do this? Why, up of all mountain? of the records, <laughs> blowing a peanut up a mountain? I'm just like cure cancer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like write a book, do <laughs> do anything, volunteer at a soup kitchen. Why are you blowing a peanut up a mountain? <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like just you just threw a bunch of letters at a wall and we're like, what does that say? Oh, blow a peanut up a mountain? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Also, they're clearly very stoned on that Colorado weed. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Good for him. Yeah. And the higher you get up that mountain, the higher you get, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. According to a release from the official city, he's doing it in celebration of the city's 150th anniversary. Um, Who which wants is... to be celebrated <laughs> in that way? Yeah. If anybody came to me on like my 50th birthday and was like, in your honor, I'm going to blow a <laughs> peanut up a mountain. From my nose. <laughs> I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. You're unwelcome. You're off the guest list. Um, the man will use a contraption taped to his nose. Oh, so it's not even just from his nose. It's a contraption. I'm sure it's like a straw that he shoves up his nostril. I don't think it's like a complicated machine. Mm-hmm. He's going to roll the legume up the 13-mile long trail. According to this article on the Huffington Post, improbable as it sounds, the journey has been accomplished before, not once, not twice, but three times. What is happening in Colorado? (laughs) (laughs) Here's the question. I don't know, but like this is really reminding me of Top Gun Maverick um, and the mission that they had to go on when they were flying up the mountain and then going really quickly down the mountain. Like very similar stakes here is what I'm getting. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Tom Cruise is preparing him. (laughs) And then they're going to play naked volleyball on the beach. Good. And they're going to film it in slow motion. Apparently this first happened in... 1929. See, at at that time, what else are you going to be doing with your time? And, like, of course, the whole town gets together to watch that. It's fascinating. This guy named Bill Williams, which is made up because that's just two of the same names, (laughs) made a $500 bet with his friends. Which at that time, oh, wait, it was like 1929. Yeah, it's basically like depression. (laughs) You're Steve Jobs. Yeah. Um, Dead. (laughs) Right. And then kids listen to this show. Someone in 1963 did it again. And now still um, pre-internet. I get, you know, there were some other important things happening then. But oh, maybe this is wrong because this says the guy who did it in 1963 enlisted the help of a large wooden salad spoon that he had taped to his nose. So maybe he's not blowing with it. He's just like (laughs) scooting it up. (laughs) What is this? Why? I mean, to be fair, and yes, I'm going to reference TikTok again, um, ring the goddamn bell. The number of accounts that come across my For You page that are just people doing, like, trick shots. Do you know what Yeah, I'm aware of trick shots because my five-year-old nephew is obsessed with them. Right, where it's like you have to throw a ping pong ball at, like, seven pots that are all set up perfectly and then land it into a red solo cup and it's like you can tell sometimes they set a timer so you can see how long they've been doing it and it's like they'll do it for hours (laughs) and it's like why are you doing this (laughs) and the answer is that they're probably earning shitloads of money because i'll watch it (laughs) but this guy's not i mean yeah no he's just doing it for the love of his city um beautiful A prior pusher's peanut is placed permanently at the museum in um, Manitou Springs. Anyway, um, shout out to this man. I hope you find what you're looking for in life. (laughs) And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we're diving deep into a bunch of gay shit, okay? Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. dive. 
Deep Dive. Deep Dive. Deep Dive. Deep Dive. Deep Dive. Deep I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimol Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now, I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully, no one will die on station tonight. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right. Wow. If you haven't heard, it's Pride Month, gays and theys and lesbians and all. Wow, just leaving out the bi girls. Of the bisexuals. Thank you. LGBTQ plus, IAs. But yeah, and if you haven't heard that, then you're probably um, homophobic. You probably hate gay people. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes the gay experience is, say with me, too much. In the words of LGBT ally Kermit the Frog, it's not easy being a faggot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he, Kermit was married to a gay, a gay man. (laughs) Yeah. Miss Piggy. Uh, the point is, being gay is not easy. Actually, it's very arduous, and not just in the like, oh, they're coming for us again kind of way. Right. Um, even though they that are. That's, yeah, that's legit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we laugh, but like, actually, Texas this scary. week was like, oh, we're we're declaring homosexuality officially abnormal. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Remember like two years ago when everyone was like comparing it to The Handmaid's Tale is like a bit much. And it's like, okay, well. Turns out they were using it as a rubric. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do I look good in red and white? Yeah, I do. Um, (laughs) Would I be an amazing handmaid? Yeah, I probably would. Do I want that? No comment. No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I do look better in blue. I'd rather be one of the other wives. (laughs) The point is being gay is tough. Okay. It's tough being gay, especially during Pride Month Mm -hmm. because the gay expectations are way higher during Pride Month, but year round. Year round. Yeah. And it never lets up. It actually gets harder. Um, I'll say it. Sorry, Dan Savage. It does get better. I don't want to discourage any children who are listening. Um, but that being said, it does get worse. But anyway, let's get into it. These are the hardest parts about being gay first. Being gay is goddamn expensive. When I go to a bar, okay, mm-hmm. I can't just order a Michelob Ultra. No, a Coors Light? 
yeah, I can't just get the the three dollar bucket of Coronas. No, a uh, pitcher. <laughs> I do like a Corona with a lime in it though. Sometimes, yeah, on a hot day. Mm-hmm. But no, if I'm going to a bar, I can't just get you know. Uh, oh yeah, I'll I'll have a glass of whatever is on tap. No. No. Okay. I need to get a cocktail that has like 11 different ingredients <laughs> and costs $25.99 and will leave me horrifically hungover because it's basically 99% pure sugar. I need a drink that is fluorescent. I need a drink that will glow in the dark. That matches your outfit. I need a drink that when you crack it, it lights up like a neon glow stick. Ooh. Okay. I need a drink that if you drop it on the ground, it'll burn a hole through the floor. <laughs> I need a drink that has glitter in it. When I take a shit three days from now, it's going to leave a stain on my toilet <laughs> in, in the colors of a rainbow. Okay. I need a drink that I can... Um, add baking soda to and it would turn into a science experiment gloop. (laughs) And those aren't cheap. It costs money and also it costs time because then you have to stand there. You know the bartender is going to be mad at you even though it's a gay bar and everybody is ordering the same shit and also it's on the menu and they're going to give you attitude Mm -hmm. and then it's going to take them approximately 15 to 20 minutes to pour this cocktail together and you're going to feel bad. 99% of the gay experience is feeling bad. (laughs) It's feeling bad at a gay bar because someone is judging you. Um, Yeah. This uh, half of this uh, deep dive is just going to be <laughs> therapy. But yes, the gay experience, it's expensive, but it's fundamentally more expensive than the straight experience. The only thing that is cheaper is the fact that we're not like popping out children every six months. Um, so we don't have that expense. Yes, gay people, gay men especially, have like the most disposable income out of everybody. Hey. hey. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's because our lifestyle is expensive. Okay. I can't just go to a hoedown and line dance for like three nickels and a chicken. A classic price. Right. Uh, that's usually what I'm paying when I when I go to those straight straight bars. Right. Every straight party you go to, yeah. it's like, you know, oh, just kind of leave leave four buttons um at the doorstep and you can come in. No. Every gay party is a full blown production. Okay, it's a ticketed event. I need full hair, makeup, and wardrobe. I need a glam team to put me together in Mm -hmm. order to attend. And yeah, I'm spending thousands, if not millions. It is true. I do kind of hate it. I I go back and forth of whether it is better for certain events to be, like, ticketed. Because then it's like, okay, you know, it maybe won't get too crowded because, like, it's capped. But also it's like, yeah, I don't have the foresight to buy tickets to shit. No. Also, like, just because I see it and I want to buy it impulsively in that moment doesn't mean I'm actually going to want to go on that day. Right. And now my entire Instagram, like, every gay person I follow is, like, selling these tickets to this week's event. And it's like, yeah, it's because you bought it nine months ago because you can't think. Because gay people's brains are smaller. (laughs) Um, This has been Science (laughs) with Matt. This has been Jokingly Homophobic with Matt. Although someone desperate bought it back for $800. And I was like, what party is worth that price? (laughs) Getting back to the expense of being gay, I would say 99% of my budget goes towards iced coffee that Mm. I could easily make at home. But you need to go through the kind of dramatic 
ordeal, what do you call it, the dramatic ritual of right. purchasing the iced coffee, of walking into the office. It is religious. It is religious, okay? We don't go to church, but we do go to Starbucks <laughs> to get uh, an iced coffee. And you have to be able to walk into an office with a plastic straw. Sorry, mm-hmm. turtles, but like... It's late. A, it's a gay right. Yeah. You have to walk in late with the full cup of Starbucks iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Or I'll allow a Dunkin'. Okay. I'll allow sure. a Dunkin'. Yeah. They're gay allies. <laughs> Donut holes. <laughs> that's gay. That's gay culture if I've ever seen it. I would also say that the Dunkin' color scheme is gayer than mm. the Starbucks color oh, scheme. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Orange and pink. So bright. I feel like Duncan is more down with gays, too. I don't know. Like, there's the little mermaid on the Starbucks cups. I'm like, "Mm, she definitely, she'll, like, watch a scene. She'll, like, watch Brokeback Mountain. But, like, she tenses up during the tense scene. (laughs) But Dunkin' Donuts is like, they'll pay for it. Do you know what I mean? They'll watch. Yeah. Next, as a gay, I require, I am... I am required to have an exhaustive wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And I know you especially are looking at me thinking, where is where it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I can't. Does, does owning multiple items from Harry Styles merch count as quote unquote exhaustive? Yeah, that does. But that is being gay. Right. That is part of being gay is owning multiple multiple items of merchandise from one artist that you have decided to to surrender your life, your life to. to. <laughs> Every gay person has a, at least one diva that they are required to go to battle for. Yeah, they have one closet just for that merch. Right. Uh, and for me, that diva is Harry Styles. Amen. Um, Truly, I am a Beyonce stan more than more than anything. In the in the yes. true diva wars, of course, I am a Beyonce stan. At one point, I was on a list of the most like influential Beyonce fans on the internet. Um, more important than Times One Hundred <laughs> people or whatever. Yeah, am I like already having to think about my budget? Um, anticipating the fact that Beyonce will be going on tour in the next two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saving any money, but. I'm just, I'm aware of it. <laughs> the point is, gay people are expected to have an exhausted wardrobe. We can't just be, you know, going to functions, repeating outfits. No. That's why gay people end up dating people who look exactly like them. Same measurements. Right. Same measurements, same feet size, same underwear size. Saves money. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the bathing suit expectations for gays, far too much. And some might say too little. Of material. Exactly. Straight men, straight straight men can just put on shin length cargo shorts and go wading into the ocean, and that's fine. I don't even know if the majority of straight men own a bathing suit. Right. They'll just just like mesh shorts. Right. It's just like boxers underneath jorts, and they'll wade into the water, and that's fine. And then, yeah, they'll let it dry off and. They don't have, or they won't. They'll just continue on with their day. Right. I mean, they don't even have to worry about laundering. No. You know, as, as a gay the person. women do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Our gender roles weren't prescribed by like the Bible for yeah. straight people. Yeah. Like we actually have to sit down and decide who is doing what. <laughs> yeah. We don't just have a rule book that says like women have to do everything. The point is, I. When I, if I'm going to a beach and I try to uh, avoid that as much as possible. Right. Do you even own a bathing suit? Yeah. <gasps> what does it look like? But it is just like shorts. Oh. I think the best I can do is like 
booty shorts. Mm, mm-hmm. But I need I need you know a lip. Yeah. And by that I mean whatever you call that, like a little extension of fabric that goes around the leg. Mm-hmm. A leg, I believe. <laughs> That's a, I like a boxer brief sort of moment. Yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, you need something that's extra. You need something that's sexy, that's cute, okay? You need a pattern. You need a solid. You need a caftan to put over it. You need a hat to go with it. Right. You need to think about your accents, your jewelry, what you're putting on your feet, what bag you're carrying everything in, okay? You have to think about... Um, the snacks. The snack situation. Yeah. Right. You have to bring an entire picnic basket. You have to bring an entire charcuterie board. Exactly. We're not just talking about a fucking bag of Doritos here. Yeah, relatedly, on that note, when I have people over, okay, I can't just set out a, you know, half-open jar of queso and a, a bag of stale tortilla chips. No. No. I need a spread, okay? We need the full charcuterie board. We need crudités. Mm-hmm. Which famously you asked the waiter, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I still don't remember. My knowledge, crudetat just meant like celery and carrot sticks. Sure. I believe it's just like, you know, like ve- vegetables that you could pick at and yeah. dip. Yeah. Um, what comes in a Costco ranch dressing kind yeah. of situation. Exactly. That's crudetat. Yeah. Yeah, the point is, I have to set out all of this shit. I need multiple low-calorie dips. I need drinks to be served in glassware. Oh, yeah, appropriate glassware, like funky, interesting, looks good on an Instagram post glassware. Right. I'm not going to be serving champagne in a red wine glass. No. (laughs) Okay? Jeez. Why do you even say those words? Disgusting. That was an entire multi-episode arc on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills <laughs> because someone was served champagne in um, the wrong glass. Wow. And she, like, jokingly, Dorit. Ugh, Dorit. You can just feel my eyes roll. Yeah. She jokingly was like, can I get a different glass? Because, like, the, you know, it's pretty ridiculous to be drinking out of this. <laughs> uh, and it became, like, a, a, a thing. Good. Multi-episode. Yeah. That is the other thing. As a gay person, I am expected to know an entire worldwide cast of Real Housewives <laughs> that my brain cannot possibly all it, hold all in one. And you know that what you have to like get out of your brain in order to bring them in is like your family members' names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just like forgetting your cousins and aunts and uncles. Because, all like... my cousins' children. I'm like, yeah, this is why I don't remember any of their names. <laughs> yeah. I when I was a kid, like I knew every animal in the family. I don't care if it was a hamster that lived for a week. Like right. I knew its entire family tree. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'll go home and I'm like, where the fuck did this dog come from? Whose dog is this? <laughs> and it'll be a dog that they've had for like eight years. Yeah. Um, also, I need to actually decorate my apartment. I have to make it nice. Yeah. I can't just throw a Fast and the Furious poster on the wall and call it a day and call that <laughs> interior design. I can't just, you know, use scotch tape to put up uh, fucking uh, kitchen nightmares. <laughs> I can't. That's the straightest thing you can think of is <laughs> kitchen nightmares. I can't just use a hammer to put up a neon you, bar You can't sign. use a hammer, period. <laughs> No, that's the thing. Yeah. Not only do I have to spend money on all of the shit that I get to decorate my apartment, I also have to pay someone to put everything up. Yeah. Uh, I have to pay for someone to come and construct things. Mm -hmm. That's a privilege that 
straight people have. Yeah, except for that one time I hired a task rabbit and it was a woman half my size and I felt <laughs> horrible. I was like, please let me help. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have to make my apartment look nice. I have expectations to uphold. I need feng shui. I need flow. I need vases. I need candles. I need throws. Everything has to be artfully arranged. You need to be able to fuck in every corner and it be visually pleasing mm-hmm. the aesthetics have to be good from every angle mm-hmm. and upside down if you know what i mean whoa, whoa. also um i can't just like have a normal um meet cute with someone it has to be um a, a traumatic series of events um <laughs> on a dating app or in a gay bar um which will inevitably inevitably go awry there's no no two gay people have ever met one another in like a normal way. <laughs> That's why it's now like I've I've learned my lesson not to ask two gay people how they met. It, I'm just never gonna get an answer where everybody is like comfortable afterwards. <laughs> Uh, that is just like one of my go-to small talk questions. Right. Like, oh, how do you know one another? And it's like, oh, right. It's you met in like a bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> and then you you just ignored the fact that that happened and have remained friends. And finally, gay people are contractually obligated. We are under duress to support certain aspects of gay culture. That means what? Gay movies. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that almost every gay movie is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting better because Hollywood is starting to actually invest in gay movies. Right. Um, But back in my day, we had to watch, like, the worst fucking movies you could possibly, like, worse than straight-to-DVD movies that would end up in, like, the back catalog of Netflix with the the most desperate actors that you could possibly imagine, but that was gay representation. Right. And the gay people who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. There I were, have no idea what you're talking about. There were just, like, horrible gay movies that was like, that's what you watched. Right. I'm not, it's not porn. Okay. I'm talking about like actual rom-coms, but they were just like horribly acted, horrible movies that was like, yeah, I guess this is just a gay movie. But yeah, do you think I want to have to go see the new Buzz Lightyear movie? <laughs> no. But now they put lesbians in it and everybody is like, this is the end of society. And now it's like, I'm under political obligation to go see the fucking Buzz Lightyear movie. Shit. Should we double feature Marcel Lachelle and Buzz Lightyear on Sunday? Probably. Yeah. yeah. All right. Great. I'm we in. have to. It's basically like voting. Yeah. Do I want to? No. No. I mean, I do want to see Marcel Lachelle. And yeah, I kind of want to see Buzz Lightyear, yeah, too. Yeah. But it it's like, cute. I'd rather just hold up a picture of Chris Evans yeah. and watch that for two yeah, hours. Yeah, that is the bummer about that movie is it's not actually watching him. Right. You have to hear his voice, but yeah. you can't. It's like smelling cake, but not being able to eat it. Yeah. But similarly, it's like I'm under duress to support, like all gay people, we are under duress to support um, pretty much every D-list actress and singer. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have to go this hard for Ash- Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> I don't want to have to go this hard for Jessica Simpson. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to go this hard for Laura Dern, even though she's Okay, not, okay, <laughs> rude, like rude, Jesus. I How will dare say, you? I love Laura Dern. I don't understand why she is a gay icon. Okay. Or if it's just become like a meme at this point. Yeah. Where it's like the joke of we all love Laura Dern. Yeah. Um, but I'm open to be proven wrong. Okay. 
Anyway, happy Pride to all who celebrate. <laughs> uh, I hope everybody is having a very safe and wonderful Pride. It's not easy being gay. Uh, for all of these reasons, it's not easy being any part of the LGBTQIA plus community. But we do it. Okay. Um, yeah. Shout out to everybody who is actually somewhere where you're going through actual shit, like Texas yeah, <laughs> and everywhere Florida else. And, yeah. Um Anyway, I believe it was Harvey Milk who was like, come out of the closet, be as gay as you possibly can, because that's the only way things are going to change. And don't let these motherfuckers take drag brunch away. Anyway, that's it. Happy Pride. Happy gay. Um, See you next Pride. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Barry, what do you got for us this week? This week, I wanted to highlight the Free Root Operation. It's an organization that was founded in 2015 by Eva Maria Lewis, who was a high schooler at the time, which is very cool. It's a grassroots organization in the South Shore neighborhood of Chicago, which combats gun violence by investing in the healing and empowerment of black and brown communities. So I wanted to bring them up because they are currently trying to raise $250,000 to sustain their programming, grow their team, and better serve their communities in Chicago. So we'll link to their fundraising page in the show notes. And if you can, you can donate. Otherwise, check out the organization and see uh, you know, if you could get involved. I love that. Yeah. And if you want, you can find all of our Do Better White People shout outs in our Instagram bio. Yeah, you can go through all the ones we've shouted out in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's get into the TV we've been watching. What have you been watching? Well, you mentioned this last week, mm-hmm. and I turned it on when my little sweet niece was taking a nap because she came to visit this weekend. Uh huh. Prehistoric Planet. Yes. My jaw was on the floor the entire first episode. The opening scene. A fucking T-Rex is swimming. The it oh, is yeah. it truly is like the whole time you're just like, what in this frame is real and what in this frame is not real? I don't right. understand. Like it broke my brain. And I wasn't even that stoned. <laughs> I mean, I was stoned, but like yeah. not that stoned. I'm really into it so far and I'm very excited to continue watching it. Same. I also like that it feels like they use the like latest science. Because, like, there's velociraptors in it, yeah. but they're, like, birds. Yeah. And are the velociraptors the ones that, like, walk on all fours? Like, they, like, use their bent wing no. as, like, those things fuck me up. I'm like, why are you walking like that, bro? A velociraptor is the star of almost every one of the Jurassic Park movies okay, outside well, of the T-Rex. sorry I'm not a huge stan. <laughs> I can do a really good velociraptor sound if you want to hear it. So you do know what the... <laughs> That's just, that's not a philosopher. I hate to tell you, but actually that's pretty bad. Um, It sounded more like a pterodactyl. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. The velociraptor <laughs> is the one in the Jurassic Park, the OG oh, that opens the doors. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, the one yeah, with yeah. the claw, the claw that they the claw, have. The claw. And that is featured in Prehistoric Planet, right, right. Um, but it's covered in feathers. Right. Also, the T Rex has little feathers on it, too. Yeah. Big old chicken ass. Well, that's why now, yeah, they're like most likely what we think of as dinosaurs were probably more likely like birds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Also, I also <laughs> some of those scenes, like and my brother, I was watching with my brother-in-law and like during every mating scene, he was like, they're giving these dinosaurs way too much compassion. Like they, right. they were they were not just mating. They were making sweet, <laughs> sweet love underwater. Yeah. And it was like, OK, OK, yeah, let's calm down. Um. <laughs> But anyway, I'm obsessed. So that's what I watched this week. What about you? I did finish all 11 seasons of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. (laughs) (laughs) My brain is broken. But then I really wanted to watch The Staircase on HBO Max. But I wanted to watch the documentary first. A documentary I have seen. So I went back and watched it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, how are they going to make an 11-part series about one murder investigation and then I watched all 11 hours of it absolutely gripping (laughs) yeah it's uh, like it's a legal drama almost more than it is a true crime thing yeah yeah I mean for everybody who doesn't know briefly it's a woman is found at the bottom of the stairs her husband says she fell investigators come in and they're like this doesn't quite look like a fall I think you killed her and then you're watching his court case but it's so fascinating because he from the beginning like granted these french filmmakers permission to tape everything so you literally see them putting together their defense like from scratch all the behind the scenes shit it is very distracting because his son is so hot (laughs) (laughs) there's one point where they show like a picture of their happy family like jumping up and his shirt lifts up and it was like matthew oh my god (laughs) Um, even though a part of me is like, he killed her. <laughs> I think it was the son. Uh, I don't know. He just seemed guilty. You can't be that hot and innocent. I don't. There was something in that son. conspiracy. There was something in that son's eyes. I mean, yeah. I don't love the idea of people hosting true crime shows and just like, joking about some family's like horrific tragedy i don't want to like flippantly just throw out an actual theory um but you have one (laughs) but that being said yeah i feel like hot son should have been a suspect i do believe it's believable that the dad would be like i will deny it but like i'm doing this because i know my son did it wow (laughs) (laughs) i don't actually believe this but i feel like it is believable Mm. Um, anyway, what's your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser, like I just mentioned, my niece came to town this weekend with my sister Mm -hmm. and my brother-in-law, and we had an amazing weekend, and it was so fun, and also Beyonce came out with a new song, and it's really fun, and I really am enjoying it, and it's bringing me a lot of joy. Yeah, literally, like, two days before, we were talking about, like, we just feel it in the air. Yeah. Beyonce is coming. I gotta say, Josh Gwynn, co-host... Of back issue. Mm-hmm. He was one of the people we were talking with about this. Everything he predicted came true. Yeah. So. The fact that Beyonce has given us an entire month of preparation. Yeah. Because I feel like the last several albums have been like, we're not telling you anything, but here it is. Yeah. And now it's like the anticipation is even worse. Oh, yeah. Is that your non-TV chaser? Or you got something else? I mean, that is up there. I was also thinking of other stuff. And, well, one big thing I forgot yesterday after I didn't drink at kickball, I took a city bike all the way from Chelsea to Brooklyn. Whoa. Yeah. And it was like 
riding. Get a fucking helmet, <laughs> Matt. The whole way there, I was like, mm, this feels a little dangerous. But like riding a bike, especially from Manhattan to Brooklyn at like 1130 at night. It's amazing. So amazing. So fun. You like hit the uh, going over the river and like seeing the skyline. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I did get the electric bike because I was like, absolutely not. I'm not actually (laughs) pedaling this whole way. The electric bikes are like, you still have to pedal. pedal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not just like a motorcycle. Right. But yeah, some of these roads are rough. Yeah, they're scary. Yeah. I was like jostling back and forth. If anything, I have whiplash. Mm hmm. My other chaser is Trader Joe's Instant Cold Coffee. And yes, I realize I said a lot in the deep dive about purchasing iced coffee and the ritual of it. And I still do that every day. You just also buy this. But when I wake up first thing in the morning, I just need a hit of caffeine in order to get the motivation to do what needs to be done in the morning. And what I've discovered is Trader Joe's has this cold brew instant mix and it's basically it's like you can do it with instant coffee I guess but I don't like a hot coffee in the morning I want an iced coffee I very much agree it's very rare that I want hot coffee yeah I almost always want iced coffee right so yeah you just put a scoop of this instant cold brew mix and then you can add ice cold water to it and I mean no it doesn't taste good no it tastes like instant coffee yeah but it is like I'm getting that cold coffee hit first thing in the morning Trader Joe's, she's done it again. She's done it again. Anyway, so shout out to Trader Joanne. She's doing great work. And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. Guess what? You can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, head to the Odyssey app wherever you get this podcast. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Orozco, and me, Matt Belisai. Harim Jang, Meredith Rice, and Kirk Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weisberman and Max Linsky. Music is by Hunsdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. You can break my soul. You can can break break my soul. soul. You can break my... That's the only words I know. (laughs) 